0: Welcome to the Pathway to Paradise podcast, a personal development podcast designed to help you to heal, grow, and connect to your soul. I'm your host, Kayla Parody, and here we simplify the spiritual through authentic conversations that guide you to your soul's purpose. Let's get started. Hello, angels, and welcome back to the Pathway to Paradise podcast. Merry Christmas! The holidays are fast approaching and I wanted to make an episode that would be so supportive for those of you who are sensitive to picking up on the energy of others. During the holidays, we spend more time in the company of others and I know this time can be especially stressful for those of us who are empathic. I have also had a handful of people who have been reaching out with questions on this topic even in their day-to-day life. So I thought that this would make a perfect podcast episode. So if you identify as a person who goes out in public to the store, to a community event, to bring your kids somewhere, and you instantly feel anxious, overwhelmed, or a whole range of emotions that are not yours – or if you come home after being out, whether it's been 20 minutes or even hours, and you feel burnt out and you just want to curl up in bed, or you might even completely avoid going out as much as possible because of how uncomfortable you may feel. Obviously, there's a whole range of this on a spectrum, anywhere from just a mild discomfort to having to take days at home to recover after going out in public. Yes, this happens to some people, and if you're one of those people and you're listening, you're in the right place. If you identify as one of those types of people, I want to share with you today some practices around setting energetic boundaries so that this becomes less of a problem for you. I want to share with you today the ways that I use energy clearing, protection, and boundaries to stay empowered. And most importantly, I want to share with you how to identify when those energetic boundaries are being crossed, whether it's by another person or even in more of a collective group energy, so that you can either amplify those boundaries or remove yourself from those types of situations. I want to start this off by saying, if you experience this kind of anxiety around interactions with other people, please know that there is nothing wrong with you. In fact, if you're one of these people, you are likely an intuitive soul with a whole lot of compassion in your heart and the world needs more people like you. You have the ability to sense and feel the energy around you, and you can pick up on the subtleties and details that other people miss, and you can relate to people on such a deep level. That is special. That is something worth celebrating and also keeping in check. What I see so often is people with this kind of ability often see it as their weakness, and that's what really sets them back. Then from that perspective, they're unable to take control over their empathic abilities and they end up letting it change their lifestyle. Some other people with empathic abilities will learn to kind of work with their abilities and have an acceptance around it, which is great, but they don't set those energetic boundaries and those boundaries are important. Because that's what allows you to feel fully empowered and confident with your empathic abilities. I honestly believe that a lot of famous and successful artists, authors, musicians, and performers are people that have the ability to feel the energy of their audience on such a deep, empathic level, but they hold strong boundaries. And that's what sets them apart and allows them to become so successful. So as you can see, learning this concept and really putting it into practice in your life can be truly transformative. So the first step in setting any kind of boundary is plotting out the parameters. This means actually putting into perspective what's allowed to come into your field and what's not. Now, in order to do this... We need to break down your energetic field so that you can identify the different ways the energy of others can actually impact you. And your energetic field consists of five main components. The first is your focus or willpower. This is the part of you that drives you forward and keeps you motivated. When other people's energy leaks into your focus or willpower, you can end up feeling distracted, disconnected, or like you're on the wrong path. The easiest way to know if you have other people's energy clouding your focus is if you find yourself thinking more about others than you do yourself. Honestly... This is quite common, and especially for women. You know, we are almost trained to put others first and always be thinking of others. But this is different from thinking about your kids, husband, or family members. This is when you hear or see someone else doing something in their lives, and you instantly have a thought like, maybe I should be doing that too, or I wish I could be doing what they do. This is a clear sign that you have open the door for other people's energy to leak into your field. Here's how we clear this up. By getting focused on what will bring you the most joy and satisfaction, then putting the blinders on and making it happen. A boundary with this might be muting someone on Instagram that you know you compare yourself to or focus on too much. Or this might look like distancing yourself from that friend or relative that you know you think far too much about Then and comparing the way they think of you. It's just like you were thinking way too much about them. This could also mean you stop focusing on other people. You have to focus on the things that light you up the things that make you feel like you're growing and improving and helping you to become more empowered and confident. Now the next part of your energetic field is your intention or thoughts. This is truly your perception of the world. Your perception impacts your energetic field in the same way as if you were driving on a stormy road versus a clear open highway on a sunny day. Other people can absolutely cloud your perception. This happens a lot with family members. Pay attention to this over the holidays as you get together with others. Notice if there's someone who comes into your space and tries to push their perception of the world onto you. If someone gets into your company and they have a depressed view of the world... And you're feeling more optimistic, there's a good chance that they will try to insert their perception into your field completely unconsciously. This isn't something they do on purpose. It's just easier for them to try to get you to change rather than change themselves. And you can tell if someone else's perception is impacting your energy When you feel your mood or behavior shift, if you feel yourself changing or chameleoning, as I like to call it, so that you help stave off some discomfort for the other person, then you are allowing them to impact your energetic field. The way I set boundaries around this is by instantly challenging the perception. I ask questions like, can you explain to me why you think that's true? Or I insert a new perception that I feel could help challenge them in a positive way. Like, have you ever looked at it this way? The more that you challenge your own perception on a day-to-day basis, the more practiced you become at this. So if this kind of thing is new to you, like changing your mindset on things, then another thing you could do to work on creating a boundary around perception is excuse yourself to another room for a moment and do a check-in with yourself. Ask yourself if what they said or how they view the situation is in alignment with your truth. Is this actually true for me or am I just trying to adopt their perception so they feel more comfortable? Now the third component of your energetic field is your purpose and this is the part of you that feels like you are here for a reason and gives you so much life force towards your desires. It's the part of you that knows why you're here right now and doesn't question your path. When this area of your energetic field is picking up on the energy of others, it creates a feeling of what's the point? This is where the self-sabotage often creeps in because even if you've been trying hard to grow or develop yourself, you can end up feeling like none of it is making a difference anyway. And here's the difference between those famous artists and creatives that I mentioned earlier. The ones who really reach success are the ones who are connected to the purpose of the journey itself instead of being attached to a specific end result or outcome. A lot of times when you pick up on this type of energy, it's more of a collective energy, but it can also be triggered by just one person in your space. This type of lack of purpose energy has been really pushed out during our times right now because there's so much noise and distraction that actually takes us off of our purpose and just keeps our wheels spinning. So setting boundaries around your purpose really comes down to self-reinforcement and gratitude. And if you take the time to build yourself up... And notice proof that your journey is worth something and that day by day you are getting there despite the challenges that you face, then you will create boundaries that don't allow those hopeless feelings to enter your space. You do this by building up the proof that it is working. I always recommend that people write down a list of 10 things every day that they're grateful for and then. Show them that they're on the right path. And if you're having challenging feelings about your partner and you feel like things are going off on the right track, write down 10 things a day that you're grateful about for that person. If you're feeling like you're having money issues and you'll never have enough financially, write down 10 things every day that show you proof that there's abundance in your life. Write the small, simple things and the big things too. Do this and your entire life will change. This will help you feel like there's a reason why you're here and you're truly onto something. And the next time someone tries to push the what's the point type of energy into your field, you'll be able to say this is why. This is the point. This is the point. Okay? The fourth component Of your energetic field is your emotion. When other people's energies leak into this area of your life, you end up feeling feelings that aren't your own. I know probably most of you listening have experienced this in some way. You wake up feeling content, and then someone walks into the room who is a bit grumpy or tired, and then you end up feeling grumpy or tired too. Or if you're very sensitive and clairsentient like me, If you're around someone who is burning up with a fever, you'll start to feel it in your body, or maybe you'll feel their nausea or anxiety or their back pain. The more psychic you are, the more deeply you will experience this. And the best way to set boundaries around this is by allowing yourself to experience it, the feeling, and then release it, just like I spoke about in last week's episode. So don't identify with the feeling. Don't try to put up this hard wall and say, no way, you're not coming near me. The feeling can pass through you like an ocean wave. You don't even have to do anything with it aside from realizing that it's temporary. I think people think of boundaries as this sort of wall or fence that keeps things out. And I don't want you closed off to anything. We are here on this planet to experience the full range of emotions, even the uncomfortable ones. But you don't need to hold or become the frequency of something you don't desire. Even the high vibe frequencies like bliss or joy are impossible to hold 24-7. So put your efforts towards clearing it and letting it be released from your system rather than blocking it out completely. So the boundary here is where you simply say to the emotion, you can be here for a moment. You can move through me and I accept you for the lessons you provide, but you cannot stay. That's the boundary. That's the line. Now, the final component of your energetic field is your character. And this is what makes you, you. And the energy of other people is actually meant To influence your character and I'm sure you've experienced different versions of yourself when you're around different people. You might be one person with your boss and then another with a family member and maybe you've even heard of the law of averages that say we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. Other people's energy naturally leaks into your field and impacts your character because humans are sentient beings. We play out dynamics and archetypes all the time. This becomes a problem, however, when you start to experience a shift in your character that isn't in alignment with who you want to be or the lifestyle that you want to live. So if you want to be a stay-at-home mom, but you're surrounding yourself with businesswomen who work 50 plus hours a week, you're going to start feeling pretty uncomfortable in your own skin. If you want to make more money, but you surround yourself with people who are barely getting by, you're going to feel like you're never going to make it. And if you have big goals with what you want to achieve in your life, but you surround yourself with people who think the world is about to come to an end, you're going to feel like all your efforts are pointless. So pay attention to who is in your company and how your company shifts your character. If you get the feeling that you don't like who you are, when you're with certain people, then you need to set boundaries. This can look like putting distance between you and the other person. This could be putting a time limit on the amount of time you visit with someone. Sometimes you just need to say no altogether. Creating boundaries around who is in your company will change who you are completely. So we just covered a lot And I want to give you a little recap at this point. There's been so many of you who have been reaching out and telling me that you re-listen to the podcast episodes and you take notes, which to me, it's amazing. And it feels so good because then it means to me that it's, it's clear that you're learning something, that I'm teaching something and you're learning. And that's what I'm here to do. So that's perfect. I love it. So let's do a recap, okay? We just explored the topic of your energetic field and how it's composed of five main components, which are your focus, your thoughts, your purpose, your emotions, and your character. We also looked at the different ways other people's energy can impact these areas of your energetic field, I want to share with you some specific practices around setting boundaries that will help when you're picking up on the energy of others. So number one, get clarity. And I say this all the time. Clarity is key. I am here to help with clarity. If you feel confused, if you feel stuck in your life, reach out. It's a part of my work. I help people get clarity on life's tough questions. Okay, so get clarity on what it is that you want and what that looks like. Put your energy towards making that happen instead of noticing what is working for other people and isn't working for you. I like to get clarity through journaling and doing readings for myself I also like making vision boards on Pinterest or even just daydreaming about how things could be for me. Limit what you allow into your focus. Set boundaries around how much time and energy you are putting towards focusing on other people, whether that's following people on social media or worrying about someone else's problems. Give yourself permission To be selfish and focus on the things that will push you forward towards the life you want to live. Number two, challenge your perception of the world. Open up to new possibilities. Any perceptions that come into your field that feel limiting or restrictive, challenge it internally to see if it is even true for you or not. With practice... You can even start to challenge the perception of others to open them up to seeing things in a new way. But only do this with love and compassion. Number three, anchor into your why. Have gratitude for your life and what it is that you're experiencing. If you can find gratitude in a challenging situation, you are an absolute rock star. Don't pay attention to the voices or feelings that tell you that all of this is pointless. There is an absolute reason for everything. I fully believe it. And if you can find it, if you can find that reason, you will free yourself from being polluted by the depressive energy of others. Number four, don't reject emotions. You can cleanse and clear them. Bless and release them, but don't reject them. Feelings are our teachers. They connect us to our heart chakra. Instead of setting boundaries around an emotion and labeling it as negative or bad, let it move through you. Let the emotion express itself and then let it go. Set the boundary on not attaching to the emotion instead of not experiencing the emotion at all. Number five, choose your company wisely. Limit your time with certain people if necessary. Distance yourself if need be. Say no. Open yourself up to company that lights you up and makes you feel expansive. Now, I wanted to take a moment to speak about how I cleanse, clear, and protect my energy as an empath. These are the things that I do in my day-to-day life to keep other energies out of my field. I also have linked in the show notes a great free resource called the Extrasensory Perception Guide that goes into detail on some of the things you can do. In there, you'll find a guide on auras, as well as a 20-minute video lesson, a cleansing prayer script, and more. In my work, I am constantly weaving in and out Of the energetic fields so I have to really make a commitment to keeping things clear and this is what I do okay so during every shower or bath I say a cleansing prayer to clear my energy field and you'll find my exact script in the extrasensory perception guide and when I'm in a public place before entering I put a sort of shield around my aura. I do this using my inner vision and usually imagine it as a white circle around my entire body. Another thing I do is I keep the focus on me. As a naturally curious and intuitive person, this has been something I have had to work at, but I don't make eye contact with every single person or look all around at every detail anymore. Because it becomes too much. I just stay focused on me, my energy, and the task at hand for the most part. Another thing I do is anytime I'm in a situation or space where I feel like my energy is getting distorted due to the surroundings, I take a minute and excuse myself to another room like the bathroom. Sometimes that little break in time can make the world of a difference. Another thing I do is I create sacred spaces in my home. There are certain places that the kids know are just for me and they don't touch for the most part. I also create boundaries with my kids and tell them when I need a break to breathe, and they're usually really understanding with this. Another thing that's a non negotiable is I cut the cords daily. Every night before I go to bed, I imagine a wand swiping all around my body that releases cords or attachments. This is also something that is great to do on your young kids too. Kids love using a little flashlight to clear their energy. And I always recommend this to clients that have kids who have nightmares, visions, or spiritual encounters. So if your kid wakes up with a bad dream, something you can try is just take a little flashlight and shine it all over their body. start at the top of their head, move all the way down to their toes and just tell them that this light is clearing their energy, clearing any bad dreams away and kids always love that. So another thing that I do is at the beginning and ending of every day, I come back to my intentions and I focus on the things that I know are important to me. I remind myself often even throughout the day to keep the focus on the things that I know will bring me forward. So I have my agenda where I write down all the things that I intend to do, that I want to do, that I need to do. And before I go to bed, I visualize doing my morning tasks with ease and happiness because this brings the focus back onto starting the day off right. And this is important because a lot of us watch TV, go on our phone, or even read before bed. And this can invite in other energies from the astral that we experience when we dream. So if you pre-program yourself before you go to bed, you'll wake up knowing what to focus on instead of becoming a sort of puppet for those astral energies that you may have been interacting with. And if you're hearing this about the astral and dreams and you're getting curious, I want you to know I do have a podcast episode coming out soon on this topic, so stay tuned. So I hope this episode was helpful for you today, especially for the holidays. And depending on when you listen to this, if it's right around the day it's released, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. I also want to say thank you so much for tuning in, supporting my work, and being a part of my journey. Someone reached out last week and said that they didn't want the last episode to end. They wanted to keep listening, and that means so much to me. If you found something in today's episode that hit home, reach out and let me know. And don't forget to check out the free ESP guide linked in the show notes below if you want to get even more tips on energetic boundaries. Have a great week this week. Have a Merry Christmas. And I will see you back here next Monday. Hey Angel, if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you shared it out into the world. Take a screenshot, share it on your socials or with a friend, or even better, leave a five-star review. My mission with this podcast is to help as many women as possible to become empowered in their soul purpose dreams. And your support helps me help others. Thank you for being here and I will see you again next week.